What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And today's episode of the Coach's Compass, I'm going to give you four strategies for scaling your business with ads. That's right. I'm touching a subject that I probably shouldn't touch. But, you know, it's like the, the forbidden fruit. When, when somebody says you can't do something, naturally you want to do it. So I'm touching the forbidden fruit, talking about paid strategies. And it's especially ironic coming from a person who has had zero success with paid strategies. You should definitely listen to me when it comes to organic strategies, because that is how I built my business. All organic. I'm really good at that. <laughs> But paid has been the elusive thing that I cannot catch. But I've learned a lot along the way. So even if I just gave you no reason to pay attention, you should still pay attention. I'm also playing a risky game right now. My laptop is sitting at like 25% battery. So we're going to see my charger is in the other room. And of course... I just hit record instead of going and getting my charger and plugging it in because I like to live dangerously. We're going to see if my laptop can make it for the entire episode. And if I don't make it, you probably won't know because then I'll just go get the charger, finish the episode, and my brilliant podcast audio editor, Pierre, will make it sound like I didn't miss a beat, even though, whatever. Anyway, we're off to a great start. This is this is why you're here. This is why you listen to the show. It's for priceless commentary that you can't get anywhere else. Speaking of which, if you want some priceless commentary, you definitely won't get that from me, but you might get it from a better group of speakers in March in Las Vegas at the Real Coaches Summit. So my good buddy Aram put together this event last year, and I was a speaker last year. And then I was so bad and everybody hated my talk that they swore they would never invite me back. Um, that's not actually what happened. But uh, he went with a whole new panel of speakers, which I thought was a really cool concept. So it was my favorite event last year. And I told him no matter what, I will be back this year to support and to listen to the new speakers that he brings in. And last year I brought some of my coaches out this year. I'm bringing some of my coaches out and I thought it would be fun since we've got a nice little community here. If you're in my course, copy that converts and you're in the private group, got a nice little community of like 130 plus coaches uh, to support each other and to go over ideas and, you know, uh, it's always helpful to have that in your corner. And what I thought would be nice is if we used the event as an opportunity to hang out and do some copywriting and some market, uh, you know, some marketing strategies together. So Aram was nice enough to give me a $200 off uh, discount code for the event, which is, I believe, March 11th and 12th in Vegas. Uh, the cool thing about the tickets, I think there's like 14 or 15 speakers over the course of two days, um, but it also includes your meals and it also includes uh, two happy hours each night. So your drinks and uh, if you consider 
the education that you're getting. And if you consider the the meals and the drinks and everything, it's uh pretty crazy, uh, the the deal there. So um what I was gonna do is just plan a quick little like group hangout and and strategy session where like we can literally just do some copywriting. We can go over some marketing strategies. We can, you know, any sort of game planning that you want to do. Uh, it'll just be a great opportunity for us to learn from each other and to put some things down. Like I'm a big fan of actually getting shit done <laughs> when we're at events, when we have the opportunity to connect in person instead of just the fluff and the hype and all that other stuff. Like let's actually do things. So that's the plan. Um, if you go to the website, as I am trying to find the website, <laughs> it's the, uh, I think it's Real Coaches Summit 2023. Yeah. So if you go to Real Coaches Summit 2023.com, Real Coaches Summit 2023.com, um, you'll see the tickets for 2024. And if you use the promo code POPFAM, which you should be familiar with by now, P-O-P-F-A-M, you will get $200 off your ticket. And then just let me know that you're going to be in attendance. So that way, uh, because we have a decent group that uh, will be there from uh, you know people who are in my course and who want to jam together on some copywriting and some marketing. And uh, if you want to come hang out, use the promo code, realcoachessummit2023.com. Promo code is Pop fam, P O P F A M, and get yourself there. I usually am not a, like full disclosure. Let's, let's be honest here. I am usually not a fan of in person events. I think I've talked about this before, but in case I have not, it's really simple. Every in person event that I've been to, and it's been a lot, I can't even count how many at this point in my career, they've fallen into one of two categories. Category one, all motivation, rah-rah, bullshit hype with the sole purpose of getting you feeling really good so that you buy the thing that they're selling at the event. And it's just one big giant pitch. And that's like the first type of event that I've been to. And I've been to a lot of those where you're like, it's it feels good to hear somebody tell you that you can run through walls and you can do anything you set your mind to. And they tell their rags to riches story about how they went from broke to millionaire and all this stuff. And it feels motivating. And then they're like, and you can do this too. If you pay, you know, $50,000 or whatever it is they're selling. That's the first type, the first type of event, which is a huge turnoff for me. The second type of event is the straight education where you are like information overload. And I remember having like pages and pages of notes from these types of events and I never opened them or used them ever. Where you walk away and you're like, oh my God, that was so much information. And you you start to rep, like, some of it was good. Some of it didn't really apply to me, but like, man, these people are so smart and they're so helpful. And, but then you're like, did I actually use anything? And that's the second type of event. Um, I can say that Aram's event, the Real Coaches Summit, it was very different because it was so collaborative in that, yes, there were, you know, speak like I was one of the speakers last year. So yes, I gave a presentation and 
hopefully people applied what I taught, but I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of my stuff ended up in the notebook that never got touched again. It happens. But I think the difference was that it was so collaborative in that all of the attendees and the speakers were hanging out together, having lunch together, happy hours together. So I think that that was really what made it so unique is that you could then continue to learn from those speakers. You could continue to apply and then ask questions and then, you know, have those connections to follow up with them and all of that stuff. And I've had uh, a decent amount of people who, who followed up with me after the event and asked questions about some of the stuff that I taught and, and, or joined my course and things of that nature. So, um, Aram intentionally created this event to be different because he saw the same problems that I was seeing with in-person events in the space and, um, wanted to, to solve for it. So there's no pitch. There's no thing that you have to join at the end of the event. Um, it's truly just, Let's go and learn and meet some cool people and hang out and connect and and do cool shit together. So if that's your more your style, like it is mine, uh, you'll enjoy it. So go to the Real Coaches Summit. Um, the website is realcoachessummit2023.com and the promo code is POP. Bam. And just let me know because I, I'm serious about getting everybody together. Uh, if you are a podcast listener, or if you're in my course, or if you just want to come hang out and learn some shit, just let me know. All right. So I'm talking about paid traffic. And the reason why this is relevant is because I've, I've gotten this question a bunch and it's something that I have witnessed from like, there's nothing more frustrating when you see, like, I think that I can figure a lot of things out. And I like to think of myself as relatively smart. I don't think that I'm super smart, but I think I'm relatively smart. And I am very proud of myself for what I've accomplished with email marketing, uh, with content and with organic strategies and being able to pay it forward too. Being able to teach other coaches a lot of the things that I've learned and see their success, which is even more rewarding than what I've done. So being able to see that is is amazing. There's nothing more frustrating than seeing other people implement something that you have not been able to achieve. Like seeing, I have a, a buddy of mine who just did $500,000 in revenue in one month off of one single ad with one single offer. And that annoys me. <laughs> another uh, Another friend, uh, uh, on the newer side of, of someone that I got connected with, uh, is, has built an eight figure business annually off of a simple ad strategy. Uh, and then I have a friend of a friend. So I don't know how accurate this one is, but uh, a friend of mine said that he has a friend who scaled his fitness business to 400,000 a month with most of it coming from ads. Meanwhile, I am not spending any money on ads. I've wasted well over six figures in ad spend without even coming close to cracking the code. Um, that's not true. I came, I've come close a couple times, but nowhere near being able to like scale to that extent, which is cool. So naturally, uh, I wanted to talk about something that I'm not qualified to talk about, but I, I can say that, uh, I have learned a ton. And I see very clearly a lot of the mistakes that I made 
And isn't that how we learn? So I'm going to break down what it takes to scale with ads. Now, the first question is I had somebody, and, and yes, I, I wrote about this. If you're on my email list for coaches, you've, you've already read this, hopefully. But I'm going to go into a little bit more detail. And sometimes it helps to hear things twice. And sometimes it helps to read something and then also to listen it, listen to it so you absorb it better. Um, but if you aren't on my email list for coaches, just message me on Instagram at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner and just say, hey, I want to join your email list for coaches. All right. So the question first, before we get into the strategies, when should I be running ads? Now, like most things, it's a it depends answer. I think it's very business specific, but like anything, there's usually a generic answer that can get you most of the way there. Uh, you know, like uh, the exact macros for each person, it's an it depends, but there's some generic things. Like if you want to lose fat, you got to be in a deficit. You should be eating enough protein. Like there's certain, you should be getting in enough fiber. There's certain generic statements that apply that help you get started. So the question of when should I be running ads? The way that I look at it is is really twofold. The first is you should have your organic strategy pretty well dialed in. And by dialed in, I mean, it's creating consistency and predictability in your business. Now, having said that, that's not actually a requirement. Um, there are plenty of businesses that did that started with paid. They just that was their their entry point. So I'm not saying that this is the only way. I'm saying for me to assess and and to make a blanket statement, you should, in my opinion, have your organic strategy pretty well dialed in. And it's important because with organic, you're going to learn a lot about your message. You're going to learn about your audience. You're going to learn about your ideal clients. You're going to learn about how good your offer is. You're going to learn about your fulfillment. You're going to learn about uh, your follow-up and your nurture sequence, you know, your email, your your social media content, all the things that support what your paid traffic will do. Um, you really need to accomplish that, in my opinion, with organic first. And then the second generic statement is financially, you should consider that you will make zero money on ads and it will not impact your business's health. So an easy way to determine that is take a, you know, look at your profit margins and look at how much you're making in net profit every single month and then see if there's a certain amount of that that you can allocate. Let's just say it's 30% of your net profit every month. You can allocate that towards ads. And that way, if you make nothing, again, we have to Plan for the worst case scenario uh, because we should always be making decisions where we mitigate the downside, where it's the the asymmetrical risk is towards the upside. So if the if you put everything into ads, right, and and it doesn't work, you blew up your business. But if you take your net profit and you take let's say thirty percent of that and put it towards ads, the worst case scenario is you chop thirty percent off of your net profit, but you are still profitable. So it's not like your business goes under. Hopefully that makes sense. But that's those are the two qualifiers. Can we take a portion? Are you profitable enough to take a portion of your 
net profit and put it towards growth in, in ad spend? And do you have your organic dialed in? Okay, so now that we have those two things covered, let's jump into the various strategies. Uh, the first strategy is a VSL funnel, which just stands for a video sales letter. And I have seen three people that I know uh, personally who have actually who have just dominated with this. Uh, a video sales letter is basically you talking on the camera for a long period of time. Um, so you have to have good video skills. Um, you're going, yes, there's going to be video edits and things like that, where there's cutaways and things, you know, things that I don't know how to do, but they make the video pop and hold attention more because our attention spans are, uh, not great. (laughs) So we need those consistent change of change of scenery, cut to this, cut to that, you know, to keep attention. But for the most part, you have to be really good on camera. Um, you also have to be really good at writing copy or you have to have somebody who can write a really good VSL for you. Uh, and then you can use like a simple uh, extension, like a teleprompt thing on your on your computer so that you don't have to memorize. Like some VSLs can be like 45 minutes. That, that used to be like the traditional video sales letter format was like this long 45 minute sales pitch basically. Um, now they're they're getting shorter and shorter just i think my my guess is to pivot to the attention spans that we're dealing with now so i've seen uh vsls that are really effective as as short as 10 minutes i've seen some that are really effective that are as long as 30 minutes i've also seen people use the same like hour long uh like uh vshred i'm sure you guys are all familiar with vshred i think their vsl is like an hour plus um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that theirs is very long and it works. And a lot of people have tried to recreate the V V shred funnel unsuccessfully, but, uh, the VSL funnel can be a really powerful one. If you have a really good, you have really good copywriting for the script itself. And you're really good on camera. If I were to jump back into ads for nutrition coaching, this is where I'd start. Uh, because it's very easy to track and it actually works pretty well with my skill sets. I, I think I'm pretty good on camera. I write good copy. And the thing that you really need is the whole follow-up process, which is what I really consider to be my, my superpower is being able to have the email sequence to back that up and to get people from, you know, opting in who don't watch the VSL, which is going to be a lot of people to nurture them through, you know, an email sequence. So the flow is simple. The ad you're, you're talking to a, a specific problem or a pain point. And the solution is inside of the free training, which is your VSL. Um, so it's like, you know, are you struggling to lose uh, belly fat during menopause? You know, in this free training, I'm going to explain blah, 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 blah. So they tap on the ad, they go to the landing page, then there's some copy about what the training will reveal. You know, my, you know, three things you must do to lose stubborn fat during menopause. Then they click to watch the training before they get access to the, to the VSL for, you know, to the video. They are prompted to enter their information, name, email, phone number, and then they get access and then they can watch. Um, it does need to be pretty in depth because you're dealing with cold traffic. And I think that that's, the part that sometimes we forget 
is that uh, we're used to talking to people who already know us. We're used to talking to our existing audience. Talking to people who have no clue who the fuck you are is is way different. Um, so you're you have to build authority. You have to build trust. You have to solve problems. You have to paint the possibilities. You have to display social proof. You have to give people a reason to believe you, to listen to you, to want to pay attention. And then the call to action is basically a, a call booking or a consult. So you're solving the problem and then you're, you're basically giving them the choice of like, go do this on your own or get our help. Um, and, and there's certain things that you can do with a VSL that's pretty cool. Like when somebody's watching the video, you can have certain prompts that only happen if they watch past a certain time. So let's say that there's a, a call to action to book a call. You can have the booking link show up on the page with the VSL after, let's say, 50% watch time. Because now you know you've held this person's attention for you know a good amount of time, um, and then they you know click to book, they fill out an application, and they schedule. Um, so the things that you really need to make this work, you need really good copy for the ad itself. You need really good copy on the landing page. You need really good copy for the VSL script. You have to be engaging on camera, and you have to have somebody who can help you with the video edits to hold attention to make it look professional. Um, and then you have to have your follow-up dialed in because there's going to be a lot of touch points. Again, this is somebody who has no clue who you are. So there needs to be continuous nurture, follow-up, um, get them more resources, get them more touch points, get them more conversations. So, you know, text, emails, phone calls, like anything that you, the more that you can kind of, uh, you know, hug them <laughs> with, with nurture, the better off you're going to be. And then, Having an automated email sequence for those who opt in but didn't watch the VSL is important. And that will be the majority of people. And then because it's cold traffic and they're coming right to a call, you have to be really good at sales. But the nice part is you're paying per call, right? It's really easy to track because you are paying literally per call. You get to see how much a single call booking is costing you through this through this funnel. So let's say your ad is getting you a call for $50 based off of your ad spend. And your coaching offer is, let's say, you know, $2,000 or $3,000 for six months. Um, you don't have to have a great close percentage. You can close, you know, 15, 20% and still be profitable. Um, now, obviously it depends on how many coaches you have and what their commission looks like. If you have sales reps and what their commissions look like, if you have setters and people doing follow-up for you and what they're getting paid, um, and then how much you're obviously paying for the ad spend and the media buyer, anything like that. But if you know what a call booking costs and you know how much you're closing, it's very easy to see if it's profitable. Uh, the second strategy is the group funnel. This one's a little bit easier to set up, but it's not as, it doesn't have as much upside. Uh, but it's super simple. You run an ad to a resource or a lead magnet, like a free guide to losing weight with PCOS. And when they click the ad, they go to a landing page for the resource. They enter their info, name, email, phone. They get the guide and then they get immediately directed to join your Facebook group. Now you can also run ads directly to your group. So that's another option here. The group funnel, it can be lead magnet, collect the info, or it can be Facebook group join and then offer them something to collect the info. Either way, it's kind of the same process. You still need a follow-up sequence. Um, and and once there, there's no direct call to action for your program, they're getting a resource or they're getting a community. 
So now there's a lot of follow-up that needs to be done. So the conversion takes a lot longer because it's not as direct. So you might be able to get cheaper leads and higher volume, but it's less quality, right? You're, you're telling people, you're not asking for a time commitment to watch a training. You're not asking for anything other than just download this guide, enter your info, download this guide or click join Facebook group. Like it's, it's very low barrier of entry. So it can have a higher volume, but longer conversion, probably less quality leads. And so this is where follow-up is. For this strategy, your follow-up has to be so on point where you know exactly what you're doing after they get into the group, after they get the resource, you know, all the things from an ongoing basis, your content strategy, your email strategy, your text strategy, when you make offers, when you get them on a call, that all has to be really dialed in. So you want to keep your cost per lead low because again, you're working with higher volume. You got to dial in those touch points after they opt in, text, email, Facebook group tags, DMs, resources. You have to have a good automated email sequence and you have to track, track, track the hell out of those leads because it will take them longer to convert. And you need to know if it worked. Like you probably won't know for like three months if that strategy was effective because that's the timeline that we're looking at versus where it's like a, a cost per call. You're not doing that with this one. You're paying per download. So you really have to track those leads meticulously to make sure it's working. The third strategy is the IGDM funnel. And it's not really a funnel. It's basically two simple steps. And uh, I was very close to scaling this one up. But uh, you basically, it's it's so easy. It's an IG ad that goes right to a DM prompt, right to your messenger. Um, and this one's nice because you're paying per conversation where it's not as direct as paying per call, but paying per conversation is, is like the next best thing because you know how many conversations it takes to book a call. Well, you will know, you will find out how many conversations it takes to book a call. So, you know, if you're talking to 10 people and one person books, and then that's your average, like, okay, cool. We know 10% of the people that we speak to are booking a call from this ad. And then again, it's how many are we converting on the calls and is it profitable? Ideally, you want to keep the cost around $5 per conversation. And then you need to know how many calls you're booking based off of those conversations. And you need to know how many calls are converting. So this was something that I experimented with for a while. Um, and it was great. It actually was great. Uh, from a revenue standpoint, it was great. But once I actually looked into the numbers and I started to see I was paying an ad agency to run the ads. I was paying for the ads themselves. I was paying a, a team to book the calls for me. And I was paying uh, salespeople to close the calls. And then I was paying my coaches to fulfill on the clients. So revenue, great. Profitability, non-existent. Um, it was, it was so close and I, and I kept, we kept making tweaks and trying to refine it. And, um, I have to say, I, I could, I could probably do this one again and make it work. I just don't want to <laughs> because I don't want to have to deal with that amount of volume of messages and calls, especially with the quality, like you are going to deal with calls that no show, you're going to deal with less quality leads. It can be energy draining. Um, so I would say if you have the right team in place, you know, this one can be really effective. Um, but the keys are simple. You have to have really good copy on the ads and then you can test 
various different strategies and angles on those ads because it's a direct to message conversion. And that's really easy to track. You have to have a dialed in process for getting people from your DMs to a call and you have to be really good at sales. And then the fourth strategy is the low ticket funnel. And if you can pull this one off, it's probably my favorite of the bunch because now a lot of people talk shit about low ticket. That's fine. It's not for everybody. What's nice about low ticket is if you do this properly, you're only collecting buyers. You're quite literally building a list and an audience of just buyers. And people are way more likely to keep paying you after they've paid you once, especially if you deliver. If you deliver on a low ticket product and the consumer is getting a lot of value out of it, they will trust you way more. And they've already spent money with you. So they feel comfortable spending money with you. So they're, I think the, the exact statistic is people who pay you once are 70% more likely to pay you again. Now, the difficulty here is this one's not easy to pull off. Having a low ticket front end offer seems really simple. In our minds, and I've gone through this a million times with coaches, in the coach's mind, and I am in this category as well, we think, I have all of this great stuff that's so valuable to my clients. Like, What if I just package these things together and slap a very low price tag on it? Of course, everybody's going to buy it. It doesn't work that way. Even for your warm audience, getting them to spend money on a lower ticket thing is not easy. It's not as simple as like a lot of times the thought process is, oh, well, people aren't paying the high price tag for my one-on-one offer. So I'll just lower the price tag, create a low ticket offer and everybody will join it. Well, that's not what happens. It's just as difficult to sell low ticket as it is to sell higher ticket. People are rightfully so protective of just paying money for shit. You still have to portray the same level of value and it has to be a no-brainer um, there has to be a clear win that you're delivering. So the, if you can think of a front-end offer, the process itself is really simple. You create a low-ticket offer somewhere around $17 to $47. Um, a lot of times coaches want to overprice this, but like, just this is the wheelhouse. An ebook can work, but if you're doing an ebook, it has to be so targeted and specific. Like you're not going to get somebody to pay for a generic fat loss ebook unless you have the reputation of like Lane Norton or Alan Aragon or somebody of that stature that has a huge audience and has a high degree of authority. And they're like, any, any book they put out, people are going to buy. But you, who nobody knows, or myself, who nobody knows, we have to be very specific and solve a specific problem for a specific person. There are ways to do programs like a detox or a flush or something that delivers a very quick win. But this is the hardest part. The front end offer that's unique that delivers an easy win. But, you know, if you can come up with one, then the process is the ad takes the consumer directly to your sales page for the low ticket offer. You'll need at least one upsell or maybe two to help you with recouping some of the ad spend. The objective is to break even. That's not always possible. So then there's the, you know, the back end conversions into your one on one program. But let's say your low ticket offer was, uh, let's say I wanted to create a low ticket offer for uh, a training that I did on how to create low ticket offers that convert, right? So we're going to get super meta here. 
<laughs> the low ticket offer is a training on how to make low ticket offers that convert in any niche. And I charge $17 for it. Now the consumer, right? In your mind, as the coach, you might be like, well, shit, I, I want to create a low ticket offer that converts in any niche. This, this sounds cool. $17. That's nothing, right? So you pay the $17. It's typically uh, an impulse. It's, it's kind of like that. Yeah. What's $17. If I learn anything from this, it's worth it. And then you get the first upsell. The first upsell could be like, Hey, listen, when you do your low ticket offer, you're going to need a sales page and you're going to need email templates. Why don't you just take my done for you sales page and email templates and use them as your own? And that can be an upsell for like $47 or $97. And again, because you already have paid the money, it's a lot easier to get somebody to be like, well, yeah, of course that solves the next thing and it makes my life easier. Yeah. What's another $47? What's another $97? Well, now I just took a $17 thing and I turned it into like 64 or a hundred and you know, whatever, $14. Um, and then there's the backend conversions into your main program. So let's say you do like a 14 day detox or, you know, whatever, and your, your detox is $27. And then you have detox friendly meal templates based off of specific calorie ranges for $47. Um, and then you have Another upsell after that, that's like your personalized coach, um, you know, for the 14 days, that's another $97. And then after the detox, they, you try to move them into your one-on-one -on -one program. Now the key is we're trying to break even. So let's say with the 27, 47, 97 flow, that all happens in the same funnel from one ad. Let's say your average order value is $40, meaning the average sale. Some people will just pay 27. Some people will pay 27 plus 47. Some people will pay 27 plus 47 plus 97, but the average is $40. And you can spend up to $40, $40 per purchase and break even. Meaning if it costs you $40 to get a purchase and your average purchaser spends $40, you're breaking even. It sounds good in theory. It's not easy to do. A more likely scenario is you're going to lose a little bit on the front end. So let's say you're spending $50 per purchaser and the average order value is $40. You're losing $10 per purchase, meaning that everybody that buys is negative $10 to you. But if one out of every 10 buyers converts to your one-on-one offer and your one-on-one offer is $2,000 or $3,000 or whatever, you're winning. Even if one out of 20 converts to your one-on-one, -on -one, you're winning in that scenario. Think about it. 10 buyers times negative 10 is negative 100. So for every 10 buyers, you're out a hundred bucks. But every one out of every 10 buyers converts to, let's say your 2K offer. Well, now you're, you know, 1900 positive. Does that make sense? So you now, of course, you have to factor in all the other expenses for fulfillment on a client to know if it's actually profitable. So let's say like that's just off of the ad spend. So you're plus $1,900 and then let's say, you know, a thousand or whatever, like let's say 800 goes to the coach. So now you're at 1100 and then let's say, you know, another hundred went to the sales, per whatever. Like you have to understand all of the things <laughs> that, that go into fulfillment to make sure you're still profitable. But for the most part, if you can figure that out, it is really effective because you're building a list of buyers. 
people who've already spent money on you, which is an amazing place to be. But you have to be, the key to this is your front end offer has to be so freaking good. You have to have excellent copy on the sales page. You have to have excellent copy on the upsell pages. You have to have a really specific conversion process from that low ticket offer to your back end. Let's say, assume it's a one-on-one coaching offer. That has to be really dialed in. You absolutely have to have an automation sequence for your emails to help nudge people from that first offer to your backend offer. And you have to have really good fulfillment on the low ticket offer. Like you can't just send somebody a 14 day detox and hope they do it. You have to really make sure that they get a win because that's what wants that. That's what gets them to, to stay is you promised something you delivered and they feel really good about that. So. The cool part is you don't have to be very good at sales with this one because they're buying the front end and then the conversion is pretty natural. It's like, if I experience something great with this $27 product, for example, of course I want to continue. It's, it's a logical conclusion of the next thing. Now, not everybody's going to feel that way, but you don't have to be a sales genius to make that connection for somebody. Um, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. The, the key here is, again, you're building a list of buyers. Now, when you have a list of buyers and then you want to offer uh, a paid workshop, you want to do a paid challenge, you want to run a webinar, you want to do whatever, you want to sell more coaching spots, you're literally pulling from a people who, from a pool of people who have already paid you money, which makes it so much more likely to convert um, and and so you'll see that uh, all the other things that you offer will be more effective, 70% more likely to pay you again. So those are the four different strategies. And uh, you know, again, the one thing that I do not have the skill set in is actually running like the the paid media, uh, media buying part of it, like targeting. I don't know how to do. Um, I don't know how to do like split testing. I don't know how to do any of that shit in uh, like ads manager. What I do know how to do is I know how to write really good copy for ads. I know how to write good copy for sales pages. I know how to write good copy for VSL scripts. Um, I know how to crush it with email automations. Uh, I know how to do messenger scripts and everything like that. And I know how to do ongoing content through email, through social media, through, you know, Facebook group, all that stuff. So the on that that part is really my wheelhouse. Um, but I did get connected with somebody who is a great media buyer. So I will be uh, trying out some of this stuff in the not too distant future. And you'll have to see what I roll out and it will be specific for coaches. So you will know when it happens. Um, that's all I got for you today. Hopefully this was helpful. Um, just looking at my battery life and we made it It's 7% and it's warning me that my Mac will go to sleep soon. Um, so I want to avoid my Mac going to sleep. <laughs> but uh, if you have questions, let me know. If you want to join me at the Coaches Summit, hit me up on Instagram. If you want to join my course, message me. If you need any help whatsoever, um, I can tell you that uh, the people that put their faith in me, that back me, that ride or die with me, they will be rewarded. And they've already have been rewarded. But I want to keep building that community of coaches who are doing things the right way. And uh, I feel like I've got a lot to offer in that regard. So if you want to put yourself out there, just send me a message. 
we'll have a chat. Hopefully join my course or one of my workshops or something, Um, but we'll make it happen either way. Just send me a message and uh, we can go from there and I will talk to you next time.